um, oh, it's a great, great idea because um, I've tried some, you know, some PHP at times, and writing SQL by hand is just—it's like poking yourself in the eye over and over again. It's awful. <laughs> Episode number eight. In this episode, Darren Jones, the author of Jumpstart Sinatra, talks about Sinatra, Rails, typical use cases, how he got started with Sinatra, and problems beginners might run into. What's cool about Sinatra, and when should one consider using it? Uh, Sinatra is uh, just great to develop with. Uh, it follows the principle of make everything as simple as possible, but not simpler, uh, which is a great piece of advice. And it allows you to do things your way. Uh, it's so flexible. You can do things the way you want to. Um, and you can build an application just one file, or you can build a fully big modular web application. Uh, it gives you so many options. Um, really, you could consider using it for just about anything, to be honest. And I remember correctly from your blog post, you were using Rails a lot before you jumped into Sinatra, is this correct? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I was using like, Rails quite a bit, but um, I, I didn't know how things worked. Um, sometimes it just did things magically in the background. Um, uh, I mean, this was way back in the day of uh, Rails 2. Um, and, you know, I just sometimes it did things that I didn't like always. Uh, I wanted to change it, and it was just, it made you jump through so many hoops to actually change it, uh, or sometimes just didn't let you. Um, and Sinatra, it's just a blank canvas. You can just do everything how you want to, and you can build it up your way. Was it easier for you to get into Sinatra, get started? Uh, to be honest, they're both relatively easy to get started, and certainly Rails was easy to get started with a, a, a big sort of MZ, MVC application, but um, Sinatra just made more sense, you know, I, I understood more about the request responses, um, uh, just what was going on in the background. I, I was more comfortable that I knew what, what was actually happening. Um, Sinatra, to be honest, made me understand more what was, what was actually happening in the background for Rails as well. What would you say are typical use cases when one should consider Rails for an application or Sinatra? Um, uh, it's a tough one. Um, I think if you're going to do something with um, a database backend and things, you could really get that together really quickly in Rails uh, and then have it up and running within minutes. Um, personally, I use Sinatra all the time um, for all use cases. I mean, certainly any simple website would be quite easily done in Sinatra. You could whip something together just in one page. That's usually how every project I start starts out. It's just a one-page app. Uh, and then gradually I'll build it up and build it into separate modules. Um, and then I can see how it's developed. Um, but you, you, you'd have some work. Uh, I think Rails would cut some work down for you um, in making a big application. If you know your application is going to be big from the start, then you'd probably save some steps by doing it in Rails. Uh, but I think you'd also lose, lose some control over what you're doing there. Uh, personally, I'd rather invest the time earlier on and, um, and know exactly how everything fits together because I've built everything myself by using Sinatra. Uh, what's the like, bird's eye view on Sinatra versus Rails? Well, they're, they're both 
uh, exceptional frameworks, really, and um, Ruby's really lucky to have both of them. Um, you can you can tell they're both really good. That um, they've both been copied so much in all the other uh, languages. You know, you have lots of copies of Rails, and uh, there's starting to be a lot of Sinatra copies as well now, uh, which shows their popularity. Uh, basically, the Rails uses a lot of conventions, which makes it really easy to pick up and build a full stack application right out of the box. Um, you, you can just put it all together. Just in a few lines, you can have something that works. Um, but then making it bend to your will can be quite difficult, the, uh, making it actually do things exactly how you want to. Whereas Sinatra is the exact opposite. It comes as a complete blank canvas, and you get to make all the decisions. Um, so that's a good thing, um, but it can also be a bad thing because um, you could make some, you know, you can make some really bad decisions as well. Uh, whereas it tends to be Rails uh, has um, made a lot of the decisions, and usually they're the right decisions, but then not always the right ones for you. So um, if you're going to do Sinatra, then you do need to kind of know what you're doing so you can do things properly. How did you get started with Sinatra? But I saw a video tutorial about Sinatra that I thought looked interesting and, and had a look at it. Um, and I loved how easy it was just to get started. And, and the big thing was that, uh, wow, you can put everything just in one file uh, and it's all there. Um, so then I decided that I'd make a New Year's resolution that I'd start to learn Sinatra. So then I set up a blog to share my progress, how I did it. It was called I Did It My Way. Um, and then I just kept working on different things. I, I tried to learn how to do all uh, connector database, how the views worked, etc. Um, and I, I used to just uh, write a post about each thing that I learned every time and uh, just got more and more into it. Did you start right away and jump into it, experiment with the framework, or did you read up a lot and then start? To be honest, there wasn't much at the time, which is one of the reasons why I started the blog. It was hard to find information. Um, the um, the mailing list, the Google group, um, was was really helpful. Um, lots of people on there were willing to help all the time. Um, but it was really difficult to actually find information on the internet about it. So um, it was it was just a case of asking about it and then and sort of working through different things, um, adapting Rails code sometimes. Because a lot, a lot of it, um, what Rails was using was the same. You know, you could just use Active Record in just the same way. So it's just adapting the code that you could use for Rails, and then figuring out how it would work in Sinatra. Really makes you understand how Ruby works, actually. People often say Sinatra is easier for beginners, but because there's few documentation and few problems that are written about, I th sometimes think it's maybe even harder for beginners than diving into Rails. What do you think? Yeah, um, I mean, this is one of the things um, I really wanted with the book um, that I wrote was to go back right to the beginning and try and address everything, really, and, and go over how um, the back end works, how you've got, uh, you know, you, you send a request and it gets sent back as a response, things like that, um, and and how the params hash works is, yeah, it's just sort of mentioned as if, um, you, you tend to find um, there's an assumption sometimes in a lot of things that you're coming from Rails as well. Um, which was useful for me, but uh, if you're a first-timer, you know, there's just a reference about um, a params hash, as if you know what it is. Um, so that's that can be a big problem. 
with Synapse development. I think there's definitely always an assumption that you're doing Rails development as well, rather than being a complete beginner. Mm-hmm.